Hey, what's up? It's August 24th. You're listening to episode 66 of the Chasing Points podcast. We are your weekly honest dive into the world of sports. My name is Sam. That is Brandon. Yes. We are back. Yes. Sorry for the pause. We had to we had to get some things right. We're back, ready to go. What's up, Hayes? How you been, man? I have been I've been. <laughs> no, it's uh life Enough is life. That's it. Life is lifing. Uh, You're lifing really I, you hard know, right now, yeah. You know, getting ready for this move next week. Um, so, yeah, after you guys hear the podcast next week, I will be uh, moving in on that Thursday, and uh, it'll be different. Some things are some things are on the horizon, so I'm super happy. So, I'm like I said, some things are thinging right now. Life is lifing, but I'm I'm here. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. How are you? You're so vague. I'm doing well, man. <laughs> uh i can't let them know well. everything it's been uh it's been a minute we're back i'm excited uh to talk sports with you because here's the one thing we exchange a lot of ideas all yes. week long yes topics stories we share instagram stories everything in between but we don't talk about what we're sending we just send it to each other like oh did you see this so there's some topics today. I think we both are itching to hear that each other's understatement of the century. I so I think ready we to talk some shit. We today. <laughs> just got to dive into it. There's a. I mean, the NFL is around the corner. Preseason games are happening. Starters yes. are being named. People are being suspended. We got to talk about it. Same. Same goes in the MLB. Our team is is sinking like a stone in the sea. Uh, we got Fernando Tatis riding the bench until. Uh, probably may of next year uh one of the greatest of all time is uh she's hanging it up soon and serena williams we're going to talk about that but we uh i hate that every podcast we start talking about your brooklyn nets but have we reached a resolution here as we uh step into the nba there was a uh statement put out by uh brooklyn nets general manager sean marks today that basically said I'm not paraphr- I'm paraphrasing here. KD's good. We're good. We're ready to roll with the team we have. Uh, you know, uh, Steve Nash is in place. Sean Marks isn't going anywhere. Uh, KD's not going anywhere. Dude, what's, uh, you know, you live and breathe this team. We've certainly uh, talked at nauseum over the last couple of years about these Brooklyn Nets. And are you potentially avoiding disaster here? Is, is it all going to work out in the BK? So, for those that obviously none of you can see us at this point. Not yet. Not yet. But uh, just to let you know, if you hear uh, what sounds like an ice cube hitting glass, it's the old fashioned that I made for this podcast. And the reason why is because I knew I was going to be talking about some very interesting things about two of my favorite teams and one of my favorite fighters um so i got some things to get off my chest today it's, it's a good and, looking old-fashioned i gotta thank, say yeah i will listen you'll have what you put in that promise that i i made that thing you know this is what i do i make old fashions now on a regular basis i've been i've been doing some research You're anyway, sophisticated we'll, we'll get you. to that we'll get to that um what sean marks put out today was steve nash and i together with joe Sai and clara Wu Sai, met with Kevin Durant and Rich Kleiman in Los Angeles yesterday. We have agreed to move forward with our partnership. We are focusing on basketball with one collective goal in mind, build a lasting franchise 
a lasting franchise to bring a championship to Brooklyn. Okay. That's cute. Um, that's real cute. Uh, but what about all the BS that we have gone through all summer? All I've heard throughout the entire summer has been two individuals, excuse me, three individuals. It's been Kevin Durant. It's been Kyrie Irving and it's been LeBron James. We'll get to LeBron in a second. Nothing bad about LeBron. Katie and Kyrie, on the other hand, um, it's been, is, is Katie staying with the team? Is Kyrie staying with the team? I'm going to shoot Kyrie some bail right here because Kyrie has never said that he wanted to leave Brooklyn. Yep. He's openly never said he wanted to leave Brooklyn, right? It's been speculation of everybody else that he wants to go to the Lakers, that he wants to, uh, you know, take over Kobe's legacy, which is a part of uh, the situation that is going on with Nike. By the way, I don't know if I've ever talked about that on here, but I will because it intertwines with uh, my sneaker podcast for the love of hype. Yep. Shameless plug, whatever. Check it out. Um, But, uh, the rumor is that Kyrie went to Nike and said that he wanted to take over and continue the Kobe line uh, because of his relationship with Kobe. Um, I don't That's interesting. Believe... It's very, very interesting. Because uh, Kyrie's got his own successful line of shoe, you know? Well, I mean... he, he does, but that's really right now it's teetering with Nike because Nike doesn't right. know what Kyrie's doing because Kyrie wakes up one morning and he's about basketball and he's next morning he's not about basketball, and, which is and fine. Peter... What your point to to also relieve Ky- Kyrie here? Kyrie doesn't say anything. No, he doesn't. He so, doesn't. like you, you mentioned him not saying anything about going to Lakers. Kyrie just doesn't say anything. Nothing. So, and he, when he does, he usually shoots himself in the foot. True. A la Kevin Durant as well. But true. yeah, to be fair, Kyrie so, really he hasn't said anything about the situation. Yeah. But let's get to KD because Kyrie has has he has said the only thing he has said this whole summer is that. He does want to stay with the Nets, and he wants to move forward with it. You have to remember that the Nets are his childhood favorite team. That's, if you don't know, now you know. It's a childhood favorite team. Um, So he used to go there when he was a kid. Anyway, KD was the one that said that he wanted to be traded. And I can't blame him because KD was actually the one playing. Ben Simmons wasn't playing. Kyrie missed a bulk of the season due to the vaccination situation, which is his prerogative. We're not going down that road again. But KD is the one that was actually on the court all the time, barring injury. All right? And he was there for everything. So he's watching the Nets get James Harden, lose trade James Harden. He's watching Kyrie, who he came here with. And Kyrie not playing. Then he sees in that trade that they get Ben Simmons. And then when they have an opportunity to do something in the playoffs, Ben Simmons chooses not to play. Okay? So I can't blame KD for being in his emotions, especially being a superstar and arguably the best player in the world when he is on the court. And honestly, I think right now he still is the best player on the court right now. LeBron is always going to make that an argument as long as he's on the court. Because he's still healthy and still doing what he has to do. Yeah, especially at 37 and to be able to put up what he's putting up and yes. whatnot. Yeah, he's always going to be in the conversation. Correct. Correct. And we're not even talking the greatest of all time. That's a yeah, totally different conversation. Whole other conversation. Yeah. But uh, KD then went on to say after he demanded a trade twice, the second time he did, he said what is in his meeting with Josiah, it was basically either... Me or Steve Nash 
and Sean Marks. Now, I'd be okay with the Nets parting with Steve Nash because as I've openly said on here, and you know Sam very well, I never thought they should have got rid of Kenny Atkinson. Period. Yeah. Period. I also think at the time when they were hiring a coach, they could have got Mark Jackson. They could have got a guy that's right from New York that would have fit perfect and had that attitude and wouldn't took any shit from any players and would have schemed things up amazingly. And he has a connection with Kyrie because of Kyrie's uh, godfather, Rod Strickland, and so on and so forth. Josiah said, <laughs> okay, KD, uh, this is how this is going to work. You got four years left in your contract. We're not trading you. So you can either sit out, and this is my belief, there's no confirmation on this, you're either going to sit out or you're going to play. And if anybody knows KD, KD loves basketball. Everything about basketball is KD. To the, even to the point that there's actually, I just saw a post the other day, uh, KD is the only all-star that doesn't have like a significant other and hasn't had one in quite some time because he's all about basketball. Now, it's not my job to worry about his personal life, but to think about it and and to go and coincide with everything I'm saying, he lives, breathes, sleeps, shits, basketball. So he wouldn't sit out. But now after today, it's all kumbaya, apparently. We're all good. Everybody's ready to go. Ben Simmons has been in interviews and talking to Stephen A and and you know, saying he's ready to go for this season and and Kyrie's ready to do this. And I am happy that this team is staying together, but for how long, Sam? That's my question. For how long? Because Kyrie's only got one year. I don't. I have to look up Ben Simmons' contract. And KD, like I said, is there for four years. So how long do we have this team here? Don't know. But I'm just very happy that this saga is over. Uh, because it's genuinely quite annoying. This is all self-inflicted. And it is. I mean, I... Is the player empowerment over uh, era over? I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's kind of you lose some leverage when you have four years left on a deal. Yeah. I think the problem with the player empowerment era decade is that the team that is like the, uh, the current team that's signing the player has that leverage of the extra year. That's the only reason this is happening. Mm. Katie signed that extension because he's going to get one more year from the Nets than he would if he was on the open market. Yep. That you get the Bradley Beals now. He signed that extension. He got that crazy fifth year. And now he can, in a couple of years, we're going to be talking about Bradley Beal again. Devin Booker did the same thing. Get that extra year. And who, you know, if, if the Suns go up in flames, <laughs> no pun there, then are we talking about Devin Booker? And, you you, you know, just left it as a pun. Should there you just, go. It was good. It's pretty good. Sorry. <laughs> the sun doesn't actually burn, though. No, that's a different I, very com- true, conversation. Very Look at Sam getting all sciencey on us. Nuclear okay. fusion, baby. Thank you, Bill and I. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> so, like, it's all self-inflicted. Katie, it just it, it just becomes comical in a way when he opens his mouth because, like, you could tell he cares, and it's great that he cares. Like, and there's not enough 
of that in the NBA, but like Agreed. you care enough to be taking shots at dudes on Twitter or, you know, and I, for someone who seems to be so worried about his reputation, certainly will not. I agree with you. I don't think he would ever sit out. No, but I, I, if you, you look at this from like a macro level, like what is it? It's just his career. Like is just all over the place. Like, from the on the field stuff, the off the field stuff, he created this whole situation. Him and Kyrie, like Kyrie convinced him to come to Brooklyn. Why? Because the culture was great. The GM was good. The they turned they turned a disaster into losing all those picks to the Celtics and you know, having a kind of like dysfunctional team. They turned it into like a team that was like a fifth or sixth seed, right? Well, that year you got D'Angelo Russell like re- yep. revive revives his career. He's Looking like an all star, yeah. The bench was great, yep. And the the culture, the quote unquote best culture in the NBA, one of them is like just completely blows up in a matter of years. Like, but that's the problem is when you're catering to these these superstars. Yes, obviously you want to have a superstar on your team. Who doesn't want? Oh no, of course not. And there's there's 29 other teams that should be should be lining up to get cut. They they were. They all yeah. were. They they they're gonna act like they weren't. They all were. Right. But, oh no, totally. But you don't change once you do that. I mean, look. I'm sorry, Knicks fans. Look at what happened when Melo came to New York. Right. You had that unstoppable pick and roll with Raymond Felton and Amari Stoudemire. Right. You had Gallinari doing his thing at that point in time. You had Wilson Chandler. Uh, Wilson Chandler was there at that time, or did he come over the Mellow Tree? No, Wilson Chandler was there. He was in the Mellow Tree. He was in the Mellow Tree. That's yeah. Right. So was Felton. So, so but no, still, no, not Felton. My bad. Yeah. Yes. But it's they had and the way that team was vibing, it was so great, right? And then yes, Mellow came and he revitalized and, and jolted the city. You have Mellow, you get a superstar, right? But there was no true team after that it was mellow and then role players and that was really what it was it kind of shows that you can't it's really hard to just get the three max guys and then fill it out with a bunch of mid-level and some like veteran signings if we're gonna be if we're gonna be honest about this sam in the recent memory when lebron went to miami he went to miami and he had Dwayne wade who was already there in his prime and his prime, already a superstar. And then you got Chris Bosch. And his prime. And his prime, also a superstar at that time. So you have two superstars there. Then he went back to... Remember, and arguably LeBron was at the best. Of like course. That was peak LeBron. Of course, from yes. A, yes. From every, yes. every way. But you also have to remember those Cleveland teams that he was on. And I'm yeah. talking about prior Dragging to the team that they won. Yeah, you you're had right. Bear you had uh, Ilgalskis, you had... Shit, uh, he's running with... Um, <laughs> oh, man. He had some no name people. Uh, was it Larry Hughes? Yes, yes. Right? Like he's that's his running mate. You know, no, yeah, nothing, I, I hear you. Nothing, right? And then obviously when they came back to Cleveland second time around, they really had nothing except for Kyrie there. And then they traded to get Kevin Love, right? So again, they went and got supporting pieces, right? But most of the time when you get these big, big superstars on a team, it depletes yeah. all the other talent there. And you're basically now saying, well, we went and got all this for you, you're supposed to be the guy that's supposed to carry us to the promised land. And it's just like, that's the only sport, Sam, genuinely in, in American sports, that when you get that one superstar, it's like the franchises look at you and just like, well, now you got to take us. Because in football, you can go out and get that one guy, 
a, a superstar guy, right? And that's great. Like, let's just say Miami with Tyreek Hill, right? But Miami, Miami already has a dominant uh, defense, right? But now everybody else on the offense has to step up. Tua has to step up. Waddle has to step up. Like, so on and so forth have to step up. And in baseball, you can go out and get the best player, but if your pitching's not right, right? You can go out and get Mike Trout right now. Right. If your pitching's not right, if your your fielding's not right, you're not going to do anything. But in basketball, that one superstar can change everything for you and you're, propel you. You're absolutely right. Where are the Mavericks right now without Luca? Now, again, Luca is one of the premier yeah. talents in this league and can single handedly, as he did for very, very much of these playoffs, drag the Mavericks through yeah. the playoffs. Yeah. But my gripe with with Melo and coming to the Knicks I always, as a Knicks fan, you always just you want that kind of Luca talent. You want that mellow talent on your team. It was why did we have to trade for him in February when he would have just signed here yeah. in yeah. July? Yeah. And that was the frustration because you're right, Gallinari's gone, Wilson Chandler is gone, Felton, all these draft picks that didn't really equate to anything anyway, but are still capital that you can move, you know assets that you can use to make your team better yeah and then you know you get the chauncey billups and tyson chandler and you build around that team it would have just been that much better so yeah i i totally agree with you on that regard i mean he wanted steve nash he chose to come and play for sean marks yeah he, well, well steve know, nash steve nash and sean marks have a, a relationship which is also right. something else in itself, right? And I, I'm not... and Kyrie had a chance to say no because we both know, anybody that watches sports know, if you have a superstar on your team, especially in basketball, you have influence on what happens from the front office. Do you want this guy here or do you not want this guy here? You guys signed off on having him here. Right. And now you want him gone because you're not winning? You also signed on off on giving uh, your buddy DeAndre Jordan... 40 million dollars when he's like past his prime but he's your boy yep so it's it you know it's all it's all, it's good. all relative there yep. and this is the same thing and lebron's been sabotaging teams for years you know it took michael jordan a really long time to figure out how to be a general manager too you remember those charlotte teams uh, the or those washington wizard teams <laughs> like you know, you yeah. could argue he's still not. I mean, I I think the Hornets have rebound really nicely. I, I like what they they've done. Well. Lamelo aside, I like what they've been doing recently. But like, you know, it sometimes it's it's just you know you just gotta play with the cards that you're given, and yep. sometimes tinkering too much is is too much. Well, so I, it'll yeah. Well, with that said, I mean, I I think another team that we just talked about it because it's when they're super super relevant. It means the world to the league, and that is what is kind of what's happening right now. And it's the Knicks having to put themselves in a position again, with a mellow situation, but with Donovan Mitchell this time because of the Jazz steep, steep, steep asking price. So it, they were looked like everything was going pretty well, Sam, at one point in time. Looked <laughs> like they were going to get donovan for the package that they sent over to them and now the jazz have come back and we're like wait a second we we want more so now apparently the update is the knicks would get 
one and one player only, which I'm going to say this right now to Knicks fans. I'm not saying this because I'm a Nets fan. I'm, I'm saying this because I'm a basketball fan. I'm okay? listening. <laughs> I love Donovan Mitchell. He is one of my favorite players because he models his game reminds me of Dwayne Wade so much. I've said it and I'll continue to say it over and over again. So I, don't I love his style of play. Uh, he's one of my favorite players in this I, league. I, I, a, I agree. No question. The problem is Donovan Mitchell cannot stay healthy. That is literally his problem at this point in time. You, the Jazz, are asking you, the Knicks, to trade Evan Fournier, Obi Toppin, five, additional five. salaries, okay. and five first-round unprotected, or five first-round picks, two that are unprotected. <laughs> so you're That's getting fine rid- if you're picking 28th. Yes, but <laughs> true, true. We don't pick 28th in New York. No. But here, here's you're getting rid of Obi Toppin, which I'm sure some Knicks fans will hear me saying this, but like, get rid of Fournier, get rid of yeah. Obi Toppin. Right? I'll drive him to the airport. Yeah, and and I, <laughs> that's that's fair. I would help too. I and I'm, that's not bad putting those two in there, right? But five first round picks. Yeah, five. And there's probably pick swaps in there too. Just yeah. all ridiculous. Five. Things. Like that's like what James Harden demanded from. The Rockets, right? Like, what didn't end up with that going to the Nets? They got some crazy. Yeah, it was something yeah. wild like that. Yeah, like that's like an AD to the to the Lakers kind of hole there. I agree with you. I love Donovan Mitchell. I I'll even give him benefit of doubt on his health. I think sometimes, like we talked about this, maybe it was last time with Har- when Harrison was on, or like mm-hmm. the time before that. Like these players, like the GMs, the it's just insane. Like there was a, a trade where it was like Obi and then Emmanuel quickly and like three other dudes. And then all these picks, it's like, what are the value of actual players in this league? You know, like if, if Obi's going to play in uh, Utah, then great because he's not getting any run here. Unfortunately, it's just, it's just how it goes. I I'm willing, I'm willing to, to throw more in there to get Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. As long as it, I'd much rather, I'd be really happy if they could get rid of Julius Randle. Though. I'd be more willing to give up five number one picks if we could somehow get rid of Julius Randle. Uh, <laughs> that's that's a lot of Knicks fans thing is, can we get rid of Randle in this too? Which is crazy because Randle didn't fit in with the Lakers. And then he came to the Knicks and he had that one decent season and then Nick fans still hate him. Like it's just, it's, it's just, just kind of he quit on the team last year, and like his attitude towards like yeah the fans and the media. It's just kind of like, dude, you're you're shooting bricks here. Like you know, it's it's, it's part of, like the fans. Uh, New York fans can be rough. The yeah. media can be tough. Yeah. It's part of the game, man. It's 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 part of the you know when you're a junior in middle school and high school playing basketball that if you're ever going to end up in the NBA, you got to deal with the media. You got to deal with the fans. You're not, please don't be naive. We're in 2022 that New York is hard on, on players. Like you knew this when you were being drafted. Everywhere is hard on players. Everywhere is hard. Like it's just part of of the game. New York getting it. Like, yes, yes. Yeah, no, you're right. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Especially with social media. You can literally be in 
Beijing, you can be in Sydney, Australia, you can be in Dubai, you can be in Montreal, you can be in Hawaii. It doesn't matter where the hell you are in this world. If it's something talked about about you, anybody in the world can read about you. So stop just saying it in these big multimedia places. Yeah, you're just hearing it because the fan bases are passionate. It's because the Knicks want to win. They haven't won in so long. So of course, anything in New York, yes. I, I we live in New York, so we know how we feel about our New York teams. Like, if you don't, it's it's win or bust, right? It's just the mentality that we have. That's just that's a New York thing, right? But if I'm a if I'm a NBA player or any sports player in that state or in these major states, I'm making millions of dollars. I don't give a shit what anybody a, else it's says. Part, it's part of the territory, man. I know. You make know. millions of dollars. Your face is on billboards. You got yeah. shoes. You got, you know, commercials. It's part of the territory. Katie See, the thing, the wanted thing to come here. Same. Kyrie wanted to come here. Yeah. And well, now I mean, he doesn't he's, want he's to play for certain reasons. In certain reasons. You but just got to You got to answer to those reasons. That's think, it. think about it from this perspective and, and we'll move on after this. Think about it from this perspective. Carl Pavano came to the New York Yankees. They paid him a boatload of money. I got PTSD. Yeah, I do too. And, 40 and, million and at the time do, was a lot of money. We can do Joey Gallo and throw him in there since more recent memories. We pay these guys multiple, multiple dollars. Jacoby Ellsbury as well. I'm throwing you in there too. And they do nothing. And guess what? These guys just slip off and nothing happens. Guess what, guys? People have short-term memories, and people are going to forget about these people. Only thing is about me, I don't forget about the Carl Pavanos of the world and stuff like that. The big superstars, yes, they're going to be productive and do what they have to do, but the Carl Pavanos, the Jacoby Ellsbury's. Carl Pavano and Jarrett Wright in the same offseason. In hindsight, that's like the money we paid them is like what we pay, like the backup second baseman now. Yeah. In in all of sports, but like back then, man, forty million dollars was yeah, like a lot. It's a lot, which is why Brian Cashman doesn't really try to go above and beyond anymore because he's been burnt too many times. I don't blame him. If you get and burnt he, too many times, you kind of just. Eh, eh. And to Cash's credit, like we, he does so well with the under the radar guys getting the Luke Voits, getting like the Efros from the Cubs, like getting, making these guys that their analytic team points out saying, man, if we could just do this, if we could get them on the team, you know, and it usually works out. Usually. Well, I got my, I got my stuff to talk about Cashman a little bit later on in this. Cause he's, he's not excluded from my, my slander today. Um, Zion. Yeah. He is later. actually returning. Can you believe uh, opening it? night against the Nets. Good luck, Zion. Because if KD, Kyrie, and Ben Simmons are all on the court, you guys are catching an L. But, I will say this, but that's only if the Nets are playing team ball because that was their problem. And the Pelicans actually have a really, really good young team, but I still think I they're going to catch say- an L. I was gonna say I really yeah. like this Pelicans. I, I do as well. I do as well. But I still think they're catching an L opening night. But happy to see Zion coming back. Hopefully Zion. Zion needs a nutritionist in his life. Um, I'm gonna flat out say that uh, because he is a big boy, but he needs 
to diet properly to fuel his body to go through a season. He also needs somebody that is going to be on his ass and put him in the gym or keep him in the gym to way that he conditions his body so he doesn't end up like plain clothes, a.k.a. Anthony Davis, out in Los Angeles and get injured all the time because the Pelicans don't need to see another star player after they just let their star injured player go to the Lakers uh, do the same thing over and over again. But Zion and League, it makes things more interesting, um, especially with his electrifying dunks and what he can do. Uh, he, he plays bully ball, and it, it translates well, really, really well. He's a, he's a more athletic version of Robert Tractor Trailer to me. Rest in peace. If you don't well, I'd hope, I'd hope up. at least. I mean, I liked his game too. Michigan, mm-hmm. right? Michigan, uh, mm-hmm. Michigan boy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, rest in peace. Um, I really, I like Zion. I still have a lot of Zion, uh, faith in Zion. Um, and I hope, I hope it works out. I, I, I do. I, I worry about the conditioning. I mean, we've talked about this before. Like when he hurt his leg, the like Pelicans had to like teach him how to walk and run again, like properly. Like it just, just there's a lot that could go wrong in that build in that frame. And I like, you know, we I've said this about Joel Embiid too. Like some of these guys that like just are are bigger guys and they have all of this talent. Like get in the gym and d- just do it. You know, Bro, um, if, if Zion... some some of these guys like like Julius Randle, like some of these do like just, Zion just like, needs to be in the gym. For the athleticism is is off the charts, man. Like Joel Embiid, like you saw what next level Joel Embiid looks like. He needs to be in the gym. Yeah, for like DeAndre Ayton's another guy that comes to mind too. Like if he could just like get to the next level of like just putting in work and like focusing, well, you know, that's be great. that's where the superstars differ from everybody else. Is when you're willing to put in more work than other people, right? If when you're willing to go above and beyond, guess what? Hard work always beats talent. Hard work always beats talent. I don't give a shit what anybody says. That's what happens. Hard work always, always beats talent. So if you're in the gym and you're already super talented and you're working harder than everybody else, look at Giannis. That's a prime example. He had talent. He put in that work. Yeah, He's he got, the most he dominant factor out. in the league right now. Yeah, He's the most so dominant. Another one just, just leveled up like completely. Like He's the most... Like we're saying, KD's you know the best player in the league. It's probably Giannis, but like KD's right. They're right there. It doesn't matter. Right. Would you want to take a drive from Giannis Antetokounmpo? Like no way. No, but you also don't want to guard KD because he can shoot right over Giannis. You're right. He can shoot right <laughs> so, over anybody. He can shoot right over. Yeah, you're right. It's it's um, it's a silly argument. We talk it, about this a lot. Like it, they're all really good. They're they all are. future Hall of Fame. They are. But I mean, Giannis, he had somebody in his ear. saying to him, I see you and what you're going to do in the future. And that somebody is Kobe. So today when you're listening to this, it is Mamba Day. You're the king of segues. I I mean, I'm I'm good at this, you know. Uh, I'm true to this, not new to this, you know. Um, But it's 824. Uh, It's Mamba Day. Uh, I will religiously make sure I throw this guy in your face every year that this happens. Um, but when we're actually recording it, it's Kobe's birthday. So just remember, for those that don't remember, Kobe's birthday is the day before Mamba Day, um, which is 824. Um, so I'm just sending love to the Bryant family. I know 
Uh, Vanessa has been in court fighting uh, with the leaked pictures that have been circling around uh, of Kobe and that whole legal situation that's going on, which is disgusting to me. But uh, sending love to to Kobe, uh, one of my favorite players uh, for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, just it still bothers me to this day that I I had to to hear that and know exactly where I was with that. Um, there's certain situations in my life when certain people have passed, I know exactly where I was. Uh, Kobe, uh, Michael Jackson, I know exactly where I was for that one. Um, and then other situations such as 9-11, so on and so forth. Like I always remember these things. They're, they're engraved in my head. So uh, sending love to the Mamba. Uh, I still watch a ton of videos, and it's just always amazing to just remember some of the epic videos commercials that he's had um i watch him pretty often so thank you kobe and sending you love when you're dead i just uh i i saw like an instagram reel the other day it was like a promo for the nba and it was ali g interviewing kobe <laughs> and man sasha baron cohen is so good but kobe is so like kobe would have been i know he you know had a lot of like creative juices that were yeah certainly flowing with like the book his books and and all of this stuff but like he would have been a great actor man like if you wanted to he was so he was so good there's so many clips that like i just save on instagram and like just watch like just the just the killer like on the court off the court like it's it's great rest in peace mamba i still think one of my favorite uh commercials is still the one when he is orchestrating the crowd of that they hate him and he's just conducting them as he's going and just pointing out to all the fans that hate him. But knowing good and damn well that it was it's love. You hate somebody that's that good because you want them on your team. And when they're on your team, you love them so much, yeah. right? But unfortunately for everybody else in the league, he stayed on one team. And that was it. Even though he could have been on multiple different teams. But that's a whole other thing. But, well, that's that's for our next dude. Yeah, well, he the next dude has definitely been on multiple teams, and he's actually on this current team that Kobe has been on. He was on his whole career, and that's Bron Bron. Um, Ironically, the James family, the James clan, has been uh, a buzz this whole summer between uh, uh, Bronny and Bryce. Uh, Bryce just just like he spurted out of nowhere. At like he's like. 18 <laughs> feet taller yeah. now. Jeez. <laughs> he spurred it out of absolutely nowhere, and I love it, though, because Bryce is... He's taller he, than Bronny, right? Yes, but everybody keeps talking about Bronny, and people aren't talking about Bryce, and Bryce yeah. is going to be really, really good. Uh, but I also love Bronny's game, too. It's it's gotten a lot better. Um, uh, Bryce has got his first uh, D1. Uh, apparently, Bronny is getting calls from and and offers from every major college at this point where where was Bryce's I saw the headline I didn't click on it uh deuce does pen I know it said go Dukes but it's some college I forgot what the name of the college is Uh, I have to send it to you but um they they've been going off throughout their uh AAU and their travel team throughout the summer and Braun has been showing up and popping up at uh the Drew League and then he was going to be at uh Jamal Crawford's uh crossover but that got canceled because of the massive amount of crowd that was there uh but Braun will be with the Lakers for two more years it's 
two years, a two year extension that he signed for $97.1 million. Uh, this allows Braun to, it, it helps the Lakers be able to make some moves uh, because they don't have to worry about what Braun wants and so on and so forth. That's out of the way. Now they can worry about moving the money the way they need to move it and get the players that they need to get. Uh, but this also sets Braun up for Bronny going to college for a year and then Braun being able to eventually go to wherever uh, Bronny's going to be because that's his goal is to play with Bronny at least one year uh, in the league. And I know he's going to make that happy happen, which is going to be pretty cool. Ironically, I sent Sam uh, a video of King Griffey Jr. Senior today talking about how he grounded King Griffey Jr. Uh, after he ran you called him King Griffey Jr. Senior. It's King Griffey All time. Jr. That was oh. epic. There you go. There you go. There you go. Yeah, same, that's a fun, that was a fun video. Same. It's 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 pretty pretty amazing to see that. Um, but yeah, I I would love to see Bronny and uh, Bron play together. But that extension, is it the right move for Bron? Um, in my opinion, yeah. Um, it really it's really not dependent on him. It's really the other players. But for his life beyond basketball. Uh, in the studio, like this is still a perfect move. He wants to stay in LA. He's got a big ass crib out there. I mean, it's beautiful weather. Yeah, I'd want to stay out there too. Yeah, I saw. I was reading some article that was basically like LeBron is more into LA than the Lakers, and mm-hmm. it totally makes sense. I mean, he is. He transcends basketball. Yes. He's, I mean, he's a he's a brand. Mm-hmm. Um, it it makes sense on the court. I I mean, I just don't know where else he's going to go what else is going to do kind of thing i i know we've talked about this i still like it's still bothered like the whole like waiting for Bronny to like get into the league and i'm going to sign even if it's like for nothing i'm going to sign to Bronny's team like let the kid just be a rookie on his own lebron has said his biggest regret is naming the kid lebron james jr (laughs) and then you're going to play alongside and then you're going to play alongside (laughs) of him in his rookie year he's probably going to go high in the draft I, I don't know. I haven't really looked at the 2024 well, draft class, but I know he's, he comes out with, but yes, yeah. he'll, he'll still be in the, he'll be in the top 10. He'll be in the conversation he'll for be in sure. The top 10, and it'll be boosted because of the name and it should be to a degree. I mean, mm-hmm. um, but like, it, it's just, it's just weird to me. Like, I guess it's just a different relationship when like you come up, you know, he's been in the league per se. He's been in locker rooms. He's been around teams. You know, Ken Griffey senior to junior relationship too. You look at <clears throat> like Vlad Jr. and yes. Bo Bichette and and like all these guys, they're just familiar with baseball, with basketball. It's in their blood. They're you know, does it make sense? Sure, but it might be a different kind of relationship in that regard. But I don't know if I'd want my first years in the league being with my dad, who's arguably the second best basketball player of all time, if not third. Yeah, uh, it it'll be uh, it'll be pretty hard, but uh, God bless your heart. Uh, but I I know he just wants to do it, and I don't I don't know if it's what Bronny wants. Right at the end of the day, it's like what is what does Bronny really want too? Like Bron picking and choosing where he wants to go, is that gonna be t- is that technically tampering? Right, like you know, be like that's a whole nother thing. In the yeah, you can make too, that point, sure. Right, so I, I I don't I just think it's a cool story to have because you haven't. I don't believe it's ever happened in basketball. I've only just remember seeing it with uh, junior and senior in baseball. Uh, 
and then I don't, I'm sure there's probably been somebody in football. Uh, I highly doubt it though, because your your career in there is shorter. Yeah, the longevity is not there. Yeah, yeah. So I, I baseball and basketball are the only ones that you can kind of stay around for quite some time. But we'll see. I, I'm I'm very. I've told you before. I love watching high school basketball. I love watching them go from high school to college to the league if they're fortunate enough. So I'll be uh, locked in on this for sure. Um, speaking of locked in. More like locked out of a season, uh, almost. Uh, Switching gears. We're going to the NFL, and yes, we're not. We're technically late because we're talking about it, but we were definitely not late to the party when this happened. As soon as it popped up on my phone, I sent it to Sam right away. Uh, yes, we're talking about Deshaun Watson, eleven game suspension after the appeal, uh, five million dollar fine, um, and then when he returns, ironically because the NFL knows what they're doing, he returns against the Texans, his former team. 11 is, I know there's an extra game to the season now, but 11 is just like, how did you come up with this number other than like just the drama of playing the Texans? Uh, It's, this is, okay, I'm going to get into this and I'm going to position myself to this point. The NFL is absolutely disgusting. And the reason why the NFL is absolutely disgusting. Yes, I do watch the NFL, but I also understand that the NFL is a cesspool. Because you're, you didn't agree with the five-game suspension. So you go ahead and you appeal it, which Roger Goodell technically had the ability from the beginning to to make this call on whatever he wanted to make the call on. But with the new agreement, you got to go through this uh, arbiter and, and then you can appeal from that point and go and go from there. Roger Goodell still had the choice when he went to the second to get the appeal. And the gentleman, I don't know the gentleman's name again, um, came back with 11 games. But Roger Goodell, you're saying that it should be a harsh punishment punishment. So why is he not sitting out for a whole year? If you're saying and agreeing that what the judge, the first judge said, you're saying that it shows evidence of all the lewd acts or whatever the case may be, and you think he should get a harsh punishment, so why do you think just 11 games is a harsh punishment then? So why not spend them for the whole entire year and and set the tone now for anybody else that does anything remotely close, because guess what's going to happen, Sam? If something, obviously we've never seen anything to this magnitude, but if something relatively comes even close, now we're going to have to go through this again. Instead of if you said, you know what? This is going to be a whole year. So if anybody else comes and tries to do this again, this is what's going to happen. Now, is John Brown that got fined for a whole year for betting? Or uh, Calvin Ridley. Calvin, Calvin Ridley, excuse me. There you go. I don't know why, because they look very familiar to me. Um, for a whole year. You get, you're get you out of the league for the whole year for betting. Okay. Screwed get up that. my dynasty football. <laughs> yeah, I, I get it, it's right? It team. sucks. It sucks. But he has, they, this was just betting. Yes, you're going to say the integrity right. of the game, right? The integrity of the game or... affecting individuals lives uh over and over again and multiple people that have multiple cases against you 
Now, there's a problem. I have a problem with that. Yes, you're betting on the game or whatever, but it has nothing to do or impact anything that you're doing. He's not on the field. He's literally not impacting anything, right? But yet, your fan base, a bulk of it, is made up of women. And yet, you don't go out and take a stance in this situation. I just think the NFL is absolutely disgusting because if you wanted to do something, then do it. Don't say you you think it's harsh and then give 11 games and then he comes back. There's air quotes there. Comes back to face the Texans. So you don't want him on Main Street or, or on the main uh, stream games, the big games that are coming up. You don't want him there at the beginning of the season because you don't want everything to be talked about to Sean Watson at the top of the season. But yet... When it comes back week 11, what do you think is going to happen? Because, you know, ratings go down as the season goes down, depending on what it is. It's not as high as it is. So you want to keep that middle part kind of up there. So we're going to have Deshaun come back against his former team because we know we're going to get crazy ratings because, A, when he comes back, we're going to get crazy ratings because he's coming back because people <clears throat> watch it. But, B, he's playing the Texans. I think, I mean, certainly it's interesting that they're coming back playing the Texans, mm -hmm. or he's coming back. Mm -hmm. I don't think, I think the NFL has proven that they even make, like, free agency an event. They make the, like, they make uh, the schedule release an event. Like, yeah. preseason games, like the Hall of Fame game. They make these, like, things that we shouldn't care about into like must watch tv so like there's yeah it's kind of suspicious but i think the nfl would have survived if the, he came back and played the, the ravens or something yeah. like yeah or whatever the worst team in football you could pick like, the, the giants or the jets or something it would have been would have been all the same i think a couple points back back a little bit from when you were talking the arbitrator is with the new cba is sue l robinson mm -hmm. she initially levied or uh recommended the six was it six games what was the original suspension it was a six or five five or whatever the yeah, yeah you're right five. um the original suspension based on the information that she had mm -hmm. and that is this new this is the new process like the the players do not want roger goodell to be judge jury and executioner so they like revamp some things here but goodell can essentially appeal and then you get the situation where it was that you've gotten but i but i think okay six games so like this was clearly the players association and roger goodell agreeing like okay there was no initial fine all right we'll we'll pay five million dollars all right well goodell's like we want to give them 18 games or 17 games and the PA is like, uh, no, he. this was originally six. Okay, let's meet in the middle. Okay, it's 11. So that's probably what happened. Yeah. But still, it's, you know, it's a new precedent. It's the new, like, it should, the NFL PA and the, the owners are looking at this to be the new benchmark, right? The new way that we judge future crimes or allocations or allegations or whatever they're going to go through their day in court once that day in court is figured out whatever 
then the NFL will jump in and and suspend. So like Alvin Kamara got into trouble in Vegas over the the winter. It's probably not going to even see quarter get done until next year. So Alvin Kamara is probably playing 17 games if he's healthy. Fantasy tip, I would draft Alvin Kamara if he's going to be on the field 17 games. But so that's probably how they're looking at it. Is it? It's just we've we've seen the NFL is just I won't say they're bulletproof. They've certainly take the they've taken their lumps. They've you know, and rightfully so, between you know, they've done a 180 on the Kaepernick stuff. They've done a 180 on like remember they originally suspended Ray Rice two games. Like they've done and Ray Rice has paid for that punishment by just being blackballed. And that's fine. And we're not here to Brennan and I just disclaimer here. We're both on the same side of this. We're not. We're talking about sports here. We're not talking about the the depth of of these allegations because we certainly don't agree with it. And if it was up to us, we probably would view differently about letting these guys play. But you know, it is what it is. Um, it's just they they just print money and and the the league moves on. You know, it just I, I kind will, of is what it is. I will say something to that point and. Uh, about a about your your comment about the 180 the the cap thing i still will never forgive the league about that because you waited too long you waited way too long to do something and step up and that's because of the owners which is my next point well you want to take not to jump on you but like it's the same thing with the browns Mm -hmm. eventually they probably are looking at this like we are going to take our lumps this is going to be bad especially women are going to be upset they're going to burn jerseys they're going to refuse to come to games but eventually, especially when we finally have a franchise quarterback that gets some W's on the board, this will be okay. all be okay. And again, I, you and I don't agree with that. As you're about to allude not to jump in, in I did jump in front of you with the cap That's stuff. Fine. We don't agree with it, but it's just how it goes. And yep. it's it's an, it's unfortunate. And, and that was going to be my next thing is about the owners is – and I don't want to take this point, but I've, I've thought about it for quite some time, but I don't want to take this point and solely say it's mine. Um, Chris Canty and uh, what's his name? Uh, why can't I think of his name? Uh, I'll remember his name shortly. But uh, they made a very, very valid point is that if we're going to hold these players to the standard, you better damn sure hold the owners to this because we got this scumbag of scumbags and Dan Snyder that has all this toxic stuff that has been going on. And you guys, you guys talking about protecting the shield, right? Dan has had one of the most filthiest organizations, period. And yet he's still the owner of the Washington Commanders. So he just gets a slap on the wrist Jim Ursay, you remember what Jim what happened to Jim Ursay? They got him for that, right? Let's hold these guys to a higher standard because they're they're the ones that own the team. We're gonna say the players have to be held to a standard, so do the owners. Stop playing with all this mess. Because if you're protecting the shield, guess what? This is what we need to do here. So I it it just it just always makes me sick that they're they're held at a different standard. Yes, they may be the owners, but they need to be held to a certain standard. They can't just walk around scot-free. It's just annoying. I um, think in the court of public opinion, they are, but it's an interesting situation when essentially the commissioner works for the owners. Yeah. 
He's you know? he's he's their I'm not gonna use it. I'm not gonna use the word. But yeah, he's their their he's their pet. Um and he's gonna do everything that they want to do. I mean a person they did hold to a certain standard, uh, which has a link to uh Dan Snyder would be John Gruden. Uh, and I like what you did there. That was good. You see, see, let's put it all together. Um, John Gruden, while, while the during UFC 278, which is, we'll get to that. (laughs) But during UFC 278, they had the, the, the simulcast with the Gronks. So it was the Gronk, the whole Gronkowski family. How was that? I didn't, I didn't see it. I didn't get to watch the whole thing. I got to watch like clips of it and see yeah, some things. I, I just was, saw this part about Dana White, uh, about was, Brady and Gronk, but that it was, was it. okay. I didn't really care for it because it's like, it, it made sense. Like I know why they're doing it and, and shout out to Fargus because he made a good point. It was, uh, they, they tried to capitalize on the fact of Peyton and Eli which makes sense because Peyton and Eli are for football. Gronk doesn't fight MMA. Like, this is, that's, it'd be different if it was like you're doing a simulcast with Ken Shamrock or Chuck Liddell or Randy Couture, guys that actually fought and did that. But we have the whole Gronkowski family sitting here while we're doing MMA. And I'm just sitting here just like, Wow. Even yeah, I'd have to imagine that even Patriots and or Bucks fans don't really have a close association with Gronk's brothers. No, I don't. No, I, I whatever Gronk worked into it. I mean, he's he knows what he's doing with media. He keeps playing it right. Oh yeah, he's doing it right. So and I don't, well. I don't, I'm not I don't, I don't uh, knock him for taking yeah. the opportunity. No, That's pretty cool. But like, yeah, just th- didn't make I, any sense to me. Right these now. alternative broadcasts are certainly. I mean, they ESPN struggled with the mannings i know the mannings are expanding what they're doing and and the omaha productions and making like a production company out of this and good mm-hmm. for them i mean i love the manning broadcast i even like the k-rod broadcast for um sunday night baseball mm-hmm. i love too i mean michael k somehow gets a rod to get a little more comfortable in front of the screen uh camera and that's something that i feel like a lot of producers haven't been able to do no. but uh you know i like it uh, i loved uh when jeter was on last week yeah i need to watch that yeah that was a lot of cool stuff on there but yeah that's certainly the future man um i don't blame gronk for taking advantage of it but it wasn't wasn't the right fit i don't think no it wasn't right fit just like john gruden wasn't the right fit for the raiders which is why he's not there anymore um but apparently dana white scumbag uh says that uh john gruden nicked a deal to get Gronk and Tom Brady to join the Raiders. If I was what is it? It's it's not what's uh what's the Davis that owns the Raiders right now? Mark Davis. Mark Davis, yeah. Right. If I'm Mark Davis and I hear that which he he also probably had to say no to it too because he's probably the person that signs off on it last. But if John Gruden turned around and said, absolutely not of having Tom Brady and which we got Gronk, I would have fired him on the spot. Right? I would, there would have been no way around it. It's the year that they won with the Bucks. I don't think they would have won with the Raiders, but uh, it also would have been kind of eerie to see Tom Brady in the Raiders uniform after the whole tuck rule. Tuck rule, yeah. Uh, so... Point. 
yeah, I don't think that would really bode too well with the true diehard uh, Raiders fans. Uh, but Gronk did say he was happy that it didn't happen. It didn't happen because he didn't want to go there. Um, which I'm sure if he somehow, some way comes back to play this season and they go and play in Oakland, uh, he's going to hear that for sure. But Ella, uh, I, I, Vegas, but yeah, you're Vegas. Right. Yes. I'm sorry. Yes. Man, can you imagine Tom Brady and John Gruden in a quarterback room? Oh God. Yeah. That would just, that's the thing. Like Bruce Arians is a, was, is a brilliant offensive coach, but he knew where to let go. Yeah. And I think that's it took Brady a little bit. That's why, like, the beginning of the, I guess, 2020 season was a little rocky for the Bucks. But once they got clicking, man. It was over, yep. Yeah, it was over. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just can't imagine it working in Vegas. But I think there's got to be – I mean, how many quarterbacks would you pick over wanting Tom Brady on your team? Like a handful, like Mahomes. I'd rather want Patrick Mahomes. I would not get rid of Mahomes. would not get rid of Josh Allen. I wouldn't yep. get rid of Rodgers. I wouldn't get rid of Herbert. You know, there's a handful of dudes. Otherwise, give me Tom, give me two years of Tom Brady. It it does. I, I it's such a crazy story. Like, why would you why would you say no to that? Especially a team like the Raiders, like moving to a new stadium and needing like a new a new city, a new state, and needing kind of that spark. You know, like well. <laughs> I mean, speaking of new new season, new stadium, and maybe new spark, your favorite quarterback of all time, Baker Mayfield, uh, is the starting quarterback <laughs> of the Panthers, uh, beating out uh, your boy, uh, Sam Darnold. Um, <laughs> that's uh, pretty interesting, yes. Um, uh, how are you feeling about Baker getting the starting role and you know who they're playing the first game of the season the browns yep look at that so he gets to play against his former team as a starter with a new team do you think this was the right pick for the panthers to start uh and how well do you think bigger does for the season um well i'd first like to thank uh general manager of the new york jets joe douglas a guy who's near and dear to both of our hearts mm-hmm. for Jeez. trading a backup quarterback for Brees Hall. So congrats. Thank you, Joe. You are a mastermind. Fantastic. You and I have gone on the record on this podcast for episodes and episodes defending Sam Darnold. But I think this is a move that, I mean, you already have Baker. You've paid for Baker. You traded assets for Baker. You gotta let the dude start. He is a better quarterback than Sam Darnold. We yes. gave we gave Baker a lot of flack, especially the off the field stuff. And he's got more commercials and wins and all this other stuff that we say about him. And it's it's true. I mean, he's not a very likable dude, but I think he's a better quarterback. I'm interested to see him play in this offense. Hopefully, CMC is healthy. Healthy. They got the lot. They they you know drafted a, a left tackle and uh, a Guanu Iki Guanu um, from uh, where is it? You know, I don't even get me to wherever learn. somewhere in uh, whatever somewhere in Maryland mm-hmm. he went to college. Where did he go to college? North oh uh, whatever. I'm keep going because I'm <laughs> yeah, please do North <laughs> Carolina NC State NC State okay close to Maryland. Um, I, I just think this team's better. DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. I like Terrace Mar- Marshall Jr. 
the line got better. Hopefully the defense is better. But the main point in all of this and the main point that you are not tanking for one of these quarterbacks that's going to come out next April is Matt Rule needs to save his job. Matt Rule got a ton of money from the owner of the new owner of the Panthers to leave Baylor. They paid for his buyout from Baylor. They gave him like seven years and like all this money and all this control. And we're in year three now and he hasn't done anything. (laughs) So you get Baker Mayfield to save your job. Yeah. So if you can snip the playoffs, especially in, in that division where you have, I mean, Brady's offensive line is they lost two centers. Now a guard retired, another guard left. Um, There's a lot of questions there. We're not even going to get to the fact that Brady left camp for 10 days. I could care less. I I don't think that's a new story at all. Yeah, whatever. Um, But there's certainly questions when you have, even though he's the greatest of all time, you have questions when you have a 47 year old quarterback and, and that team, you know, um, I don't really buy much into the, the saints, the Falcons, you know, maybe they could show you something, but you could win that division with some consistent quarterback play. I don't know if Baker's going to give that to you, but it's probably a better situation than Sam Darnold. As and that's as why you get like Baker. As yeah. Much as I don't like him. No, I agree I with mean, you. He still, he did, he did pretty decent in, in Cleveland last year prior to the injury. Um, and he's and gotten we'll, better and he, he's a fighter. And I, I mean, I'm, I also support the guys that are vertically challenged that aren't the most tallest. Um, so I, 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 I rock with Baker, um, on that aspect. I don't like him off the field. I don't like his attitude. I don't like his demeanor. Um, to me, there's a difference between, uh, confidence and cockiness, but I don't think he knows that. But, um, I, I do think this is the right move for that team. I, I, unfortunately for Sam, Sam has been proven to not be a starting quarterback. He's been proven to be a backup. Yeah, and we were both. I was just gonna say we 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 will own it every time that we say, "Hey, we told you so." We'll also say, "Hey, we were wrong." Mm-hmm. We both thought Sam Darnold would, given a new situation and some better weapons and a better scheme, and you know, not being around Adam Gase that. This would be better for Sam Darnold, but he's still proof to make the same mistakes that he's been making for four or five years now. And even back at USC, like he can't, he yeah. can't control the football. Yeah. He makes the same bad throws. He leads with his eyes, but he, damn, he still has some of the best feet, footwork, man. He's he still like a, he can still make things happen, but yeah, he's, you know, hopefully he's got like a Marcus Mariota run in him where he can get some run with a, back up for a little bit and then get the chance like a Trubisky or Mariota to, to win the job somewhere. But uh, yeah, well, Baker is the better of the two quarterbacks. Well, I know who's a better quarterback than both of them and has a better footwork than both of them. And that's Lamar Jackson, um, who was offered again by the Ravens, uh, another contract. Uh, it was larger than Kyler Murray. Uh, but the difference here is Lamar wants guaranteed money. Um, so they, there's a deadline set for within a week. It's a week that this deadline is. I think it's before the season starts. Yeah. So who knows? Uh, I don't, I know they play the jets. It's probably on Sunday, the 11th, I think. Mm -hmm. So that's probably when, what he means by that. But yeah. 
Okay. So he's in the last last year of his rookie deal. Yeah, he gets um, that fifth year because he was a first round pick. So this is it. They need to pay him. And I know the 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 anonymous punk people that have said things about him, uh hearing that players don't want to go and play there because it's focused on Lamar. Um yeah, I'd focus my offense on Lamar too when he can he continues to show that he's a proven passer and can still beat you with his feet when he has to. Stop calling him a non-pocket passer. He stays in the pocket and throws the ball. Like he's shown you every which way that he can do it. Uh, I would pay him, and I wouldn't even think twice about paying him. Like you had an opportunity to give him money before the record, uh, the market was set. That was on y'all. Y'all had a chance to do that. You're muted. You took the, sorry, dude. It's okay. It's um, Sam, you took, Sam's muting himself over here, y'all. You took the words out of my mouth, and I took the words out of my mouth by muting myself. <laughs> yes, you did. You, they screwed this up. The market was set well before they were willing to give him money. They should have gave him money before Deshaun got that crazy guaranteed contract. Yep. And, it, and they should have gave him money, especially before Kyler. And they're not going to have a chance to give him money before Herbert and, and Burrow. That, that'll be after. Or they will. Hopefully they keep him, but yeah, well, Lamar is going to, I don't know how he does it with this receiving core. Now you, you don't have Hollywood there. You still have Mark Andrews. You know, there's a lot of questions. They hopefully they shirt up the line. Dobbins is back. Gus Edwards is back. Hopefully, you know, hopefully the defense got better, but I, I still think he's going to have a great year. God, there's he listen. They didn't have a great season last year, and he still was in uh, contention to win MVP at the beginning of the season. It's just the team faltered, and he still yeah. does. He was what right he there, does. man. Yeah, he You're still right. does what he does. So, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not worried about him. He's a smart man. Shannon's showing me a card of Mister. Uh, I I bought a uh, Lamar Jackson rookie card last week when uh when um the news was starting to to creep out about his contract shout out to card shop evansville okay my uh my connect your connect Ken. can't tell people Ken's a good dude can't, can't tell people the plug um but yeah i i just think uh they better hurry up and give him his his guarantee money before he pulls the plug on them um but there's you you mentioned earlier in, in the show that uh there's not many quarterbacks that you are there's every other team outside of this person's team that would that you would keep is is patrick mahomes and mahomes apparently and this would be a pretty quick one uh but mahomes is uh was surprised uh, that he's going to be inducted into the texas tech hall of fame uh ring of honor uh which is pretty cool it's it's cool lamar was last year for uh louisville and this year i see mahomes for texas tech which this happens pretty often but it's just these are two significant names and they're always going to be uh, until their careers are over they're always going to be talked about um kind of side by side uh but i want to just give shouts out to mahomes apparently he's going to also be in Fortnite too because i saw a commercial for that but i will not be buying that skin but i will look at it and i will uh make sure that anybody that has that i obliterate uh but that's about it um but yeah shout out to mahomes for getting uh getting his flowers while he's still able to receive them. So did you so. hear what Sammy Watkins said? No. What did he say? I think Pat is incredibly good, but a rod, he plays for the Packers now mm -hmm. is a, on a whole other level. 
yeah, we know this. <laughs> Thank you, Sammy Watkins. Uh, we know this. Aaron Rodgers is considered to be like the greatest quarterback ever outside of Tom Brady that to ever throw a ball. That's Aaron Rodgers was Pat Mahomes before Pat Mahomes exactly. was Pat Mahomes. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's it's just it's just so crazy that there's so many talented people with arm strength like this. And and just to think about it is that at some point in the future somebody's gonna surpass these guys too. It's, yeah. it's just gonna happen. You think you've seen it all like yep. when A when A Rock came out, like you think you see it all with A Rod and then you get like Pat Mahomes and now you get you think there's only one Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, we can say what we want off the field and then you get like Josh Allen, right? Like Cam Newton. You think there's only one Cam Newton and then you get a guy like Josh Allen, just a big mobile guy who can put the ball wherever he wants. Yeah. You know, um yeah. You're right, man. It 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 just uh, always out. You know, the generations just always outdo themselves. You think you've seen it all, and you have no idea. Um, but yeah, with that, shout out to Mahomes um, for getting that. I have no idea who else is in the Texas Tech Ring of Honor. I don't. Either. You'd have to ask me. It's a couple of years too Michael late. Crabtree's probably going to be in there if he's not probably. already. Is Cliff King, King uh, Cliff Kingsbury in there? Uh, I hope not. No, but he was in that video <laughs> to to oh, was he? Uh, give um, I didn't see the props. Video. He was in the video. That's about yeah, it. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so speaking of the NFL, right around the corner, another week of the preseason is now in the books. Uh, we're we're getting uh really close to to kickoff on the uh, Thursday, the eighth, I believe. Right? Um, uh, is it the eighth or the seventh or the eighth? Yeah, because the first game is on Thursday. Because the eleventh is Sunday, and yep. that's yeah. Okay, cool. So, uh, yeah, really close to to kick off there. Hayes, have you been watching Hard Knocks at all? Yes, I'm all caught up. I am not. I gotta watch the new episode comes out tonight, so I might watch it either today or tomorrow. Uh, I'm just gonna say this. We talked about it last season. Uh, we've talked about it on numerous occasions about Dan Campbell and and how he started off with the Lions and how it was loopy and then seeing the passion that like the kneecaps yes, comment. Yeah. Yes. Then We're seeing the that. passion that he had with his team this this past season and and you can see it even more in their conversations. You can see it in my boy Deuce Staley and I forgot the Love the defensive coach. Like you can hear how these coaches and most of the rosters made up of former footballers, um, which is you'll see too. You'll see a lot of uh, the coaching staff. Yes, yes. Cool. You'll see a lot of names in there that you you definitely know or some you may not know. Um, but just hearing the passion from the players and and hearing how they don't want a repeat of of last year and hearing how how passionate he talks and him doing the drills along with these guys and and just being there and, and seeing some of the there's there's a guy in there. I'm just gonna say Rodrigo. And when we come back after watching that, just remember Rodrigo and then we'll talk about Rodrigo. But uh getting Hutchinson, Aiden Hutchinson, he, he has been showing that he is worth that second pick and how he's able to get to the pass the the passer and how he has that high motor so I'm, I genuinely, genuinely, I look forward to watching every week uh, 
for the Lions because they are they're a very passionate team. They may not be a great team, but they're a very passionate team, and I, I I love that. You know, you know me. If you listen to the show last year, we we're doing our picks. I was I was on the Lions bandwagon to just crack some wins in here, and I did a one eighty on Dan Campbell because I we were like, what the hell is this dude talking about at his yep. presser? And next thing you know, it's like you just want to put up W's for this dude. Like, yeah. And I, so I'm excited to get into hard knocks for that reason. Cause I feel like I'll really, uh, really enjoy it. And you mentioned Aiden Hutchinson, Hutchinson being a great pick. I'm really excited about Jameson Williams too. I hope he, uh, obviously gets healthy first and then, uh, you know, just shows on the field and what he, what he did at Alabama was special. And I know he can definitely, uh, do it at the next level. I hope. And, uh, I hope they, showcase that and um, he's gonna be good i i'm very very much so looking to see what happens there uh have have you been watching any preseason games i've seen i've seen some obviously i was watching the most important preseason game was the jets uh getting zach wilson hurt and uh i turned the game off and just sat in my living room alone on my phone. You were not answering my texts. You were probably busy because it was a you know Friday night. There was nice weather. My buddy Jeremiah, who's been on this pod, and I and Dave, who's also a frequent guest on this pod, were commiserating, freaking out. I'm like, holy shit, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be a jet. Like, we're in trouble. Zach's not going to play blah 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 and it, it worked out but no i haven't i've been watching some preseason i've been catching up on on the news and like the rookie running backs look great and some of the you know uh george pickens like some of these rookies are going to be problems um i'm interested in some of the quarterback battles uh desmond ritter last night against the jets looked really yeah. good yep. um kyle pitts what that I mean, bomb he caught 50 some yards he's yep. He's not even a tight end. You he's know not, me. I've been he's really singing not. his praises for a while. Um, that's a great pick by the Falcons there. Um, so I've been paying attention to that. Trubisky looks good. I hate to say that. Kenny Pickett looks really good too. Um, but yeah, so I haven't really been watching games, but I've been keeping up on on the news and what's going on. Fair. Fair. What about you? Definitely watching because the first preseason game was our teams playing. Um, that was the game that, as you alluded to, was uh, Wilson getting hurt. This um, is the Jalen Hurts podcast, by the way. <laughs> I will certainly co-sign that. We've been singing his praises for a while. Dude, uh, hopefully, big year. I've been singing, singing it a lot longer than a lot of other people, and a lot of people did. I mean, I said last year they were going to make the playoffs. People didn't listen to me. They made the playoffs. Uh, Jalen Hurts, this is his team. He's not going to lose his team, and he has looked, he's looked sharp. From the videos that I've seen um, of him passing, yes, it's preseason. Yeah. Yes, it's it's vanilla defenses and offenses and whatnot. But to see some of the passes that he wasn't making uh, last year, like over the middle, um, the deep passes, hitting deep routes to A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith, just destroying people off the line um, and doing things that he's doing. Like I'm just thoroughly happy about that. And I'll get into my happiness about my team um, at some other time. Um, 
but seeing seeing Ritter last night, I, I I've I've been hearing rumblings that he he's really really it's neck and neck between him and Mariota because of the way that they've been playing. And Ritter looks pretty solid, confident. Uh, the way he moves in that pocket is like he's been a veteran for years. Um, again, it's preseason. I don't try to invest too much, but everything counts, right? At the same time, it's just you you practice, right? And it's just practice, but everything that you do counts towards what you're going to do later on, right? It's all situational. It all helps you grow and level up. Um, so I'm, I'm enjoying that. Uh, I, I'm really, really just enjoying trying to see what's going on with the AFC West. Um, that's going to that, be, it's going to be fun, man. That is going to be the, the best division to watch. Um, I wish I had the NFL ticket cause I genuinely want to watch all those games next year, um, man. Yes. Next year we have to wait. Um, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I've, I've enjoyed watching some of these young up and coming guys like um, Trey Lance just dropping. He looks bombs, great. Yeah, right? he looks good. Uh, seeing seeing that going on, um, seeing uh, the injuries, right? The the Thibodeau injury that just happened the other day, and people calling it a cheap shot. It wasn't a cheap shot. It happens all the time. It just sucks the way that it happened. Um, seeing these young guys that may not ever see Sunday or any other days that the NFL plays on, but just seeing the hunger out there, like it's just really good to see football. Um, so I'm definitely intrigued uh, to, to see more. And then I'm also very intrigued to see the midseason hard knocks with the Cardinals, especially after all the drama that they had to be in the off season. So looking forward to that. So yeah, yeah, that's definitely my, uh, my jam going from there. Yeah, it's it's uh we have a really uh as you mentioned the AFC West we have a a huge NFL preview that we've been working on, um some familiar faces and voices will be dropping by for that we're really excited to produce that and uh, you just mentioned the AFC West and I'm like still trying to formulate in my head what I really think is going to happen and I'll be honest man I have no idea like it's gonna like we we really gotta hit the uh, books in the film room and all of this stuff, but it's going to be like as wild as I can remember in NFL season. I'm really looking forward to it. Is it as wild as what's been going on with Fernando Tatis? Hey, let's talk about that. Yeah, let's, let's talk about it. So did, did you, do you know Fernando Tatis Jr.? Uh, No, I don't. Of course. Well, he, uh, he got suspended. The same night that uh, Zach Wilson got hurt. And I only say that because I drafted Fernando Tatis like everywhere and stashed him on my IL in fantasy. And uh, he uh, rode his motorcycle in, in March or whatever and broke his wrist. And he's been rehabbing and he's been playing in double A. And then news came out a couple Fridays ago that he uh, took an illegal substance to allegedly cure ringworm. And uh, he got hit with an 80-game suspension. The uh, the San Diego Padres GM, uh, A.J. Preller, like, did you see his quotes? Completely unloaded on Tatis. Yeah. That he should have known better and blah, blah, blah. And uh, he's not wrong. And uh, Tatis isn't going to be playing baseball this year. And into next year, and he's not eligible for the postseason either. So we're not, you know, we, we've sit on this podcast 
But we say the one thing we say about Tatis a lot is he's the future of this game. He's the face of this league, one of them. And he, uh, you know, he took an illegal substance. He owned up to it after originally appealing. And, um, you know, after the Padres made some huge moves, we talked about Soto and and Hader and uh, other, you know, players coming to that team. And So stupid. He ruined um, that. You you know the Padres have like twelve more years of dealing with Fernando Tatis and hopefully uh, hopefully he continues to learn from these mistakes because um, you know I, I can't imagine too many people if you're a Padre fan or you're in that clubhouse you're you're too happy with the guy right now. Yeah, I mean he he's showing his immaturity. He keeps showing it, um, and I don't want to judge a man on their their worst day. Um, because you don't Great know what's point. going on. And I'm sure he he also took this stuff because he wanted to get back. I don't think that's being talked about. Yes, I know it's not legal, right? But when you're in those situations and a steroid technically could heal you up quicker to get you back, right? That it is immature, but I'm sure he probably wanted to get back and play. But at the end of the day, you ended up doing something illegal in the game. And you screwed your team over who went out and made these moves banking on you coming back this year because essentially it would be murder's row with you, Machado, and Soto. Like you you're gonna and pitch that around three staff, people. Yeah, yeah, and the pitching staff. Like you 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 made them lose a year because again, you gotta understand that in professional in professional sports, somebody can get injured at any point in time. I mean Walker Bueller is out yeah. with and having Tommy John surgery, right? And I think I had him as being my Cy Young. I think if I remember correctly, the our baseball. And that's picks. a great pick if you're in March and April. Yeah, like, that's a great yeah. pick. He was, yeah, yeah, he was dealing. But now look at it. Any anything can happen at any point in time. This is why every season counts when you're in your prime or you have your availability, uh, which is the best ability is the availability. But he went on to say he actually came out while 56 minutes ago while Sam and I have been talking. Um, he said, I've, I've failed. He said, I let so many people down. And I remember at even one point in time that his father came out and said, no, like it was a, it, it was a mistake and stuff like that. And like, obviously you're going to come to defense of your son, but he's got a man up. He's his own man, and he has to deal with this. So now it's even to the point of updated that he's going to get uh, shoulder surgery. Yeah, he's had he's had a shoulder problem mm-hmm. for a while, and he he's been on the IL in recent years with that. And the uh, talk was always, you know, he should have the surgery, but he's fine without it. So while he's on the shelf, he's just going to as well do it. Yeah, might as well do it. And to be honest, I read something that basically was like he tested positive in the spring and he appealed and it was heard and all of that stuff or whatever. And the suspension came out now. And if I were him knowing that I was going to test positive and I was out with wrist surgery, like I would have just taken the suspension. Then you could at least have played this year. Yeah. yeah. Um, And you know, you're going to lose the money anyway. You're going to lose 80 games pay anyway. Um, and you're not eligible for the postseason, but you could salvage your career. And now it's your or your season at least. But yeah, be interest, interesting to see, man. I still, uh, did I tell you I recently, uh, a couple months ago, bought a, a PSA 10 Fernando yep. Tatis rookie yep. card? <laughs> yep. It's, and it's, it's still worth. Now tainted yourself. 
Yeah, it's still worth, you know, a good amount of money. Of course it is. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how that, you know, if he continues on the track that he's on, like how that Hall of Fame conversation is going to happen in 20 years. It's going to be a whole new set of voters, whole new generation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's going to be probably 20 years till he's, if he has a career we think he's going to have, you know. But. We'll see. It's it's unfortunate to have one of the faces of baseball literally on a Dairy Queen commercial. <laughs> and, yeah. And did you hear about the Dairy Queen curse? Did I, I show that to you? you I shared that with you. Yeah. Yeah. You had like Tim Anderson on there, got hurt. Mm-hmm. Clay Bell, uh, Cody Bellinger, Clay Bellinger. Jesus. For for those that aren't that aren't aware of what we're talking about, just basically think of the Madden curse, but just yeah, but with baseball and Dairy Queen, <laughs> just soft serve. So everyone on there, Bryce Harper, broken hand, or mm-hmm. you know whatever needs Tommy John or whatever is going on with him. Uh, shoulder, I think. Elbow. What the hell am I talking about? Man, it's uh, like, I don't, I don't know. You're I don't know what I'm talking uh, about. Anyway, <laughs> on to things that are historically uh, happening. We were talking about the face of baseball and we'll get to Derek Jeter. And I finally caught up on the, uh, the captain. And we'll talk about that in a second, but his Yankees, man, uh, I, they're finally have one, salvaged a couple games put them you know a couple wins back to back but august has not been kind to our bronx bombers uh to say that they suck right now is the understatement um it's like they reverted back to what they've been the past few years is consistently injured and only can win when they're playing or, or hitting the long ball and Great pitching and can't score runs. Correct. So, because aside from a few blow ups, the pitching has still been legit. Yeah, I don't know what's what's going on. I still, even though I was eh, about Jordan Montgomery, I still don't think they should have traded him. And then he goes and has a complete game. Um, <laughs> dude's been dude. Dude's got an ERA under one since he yeah. got traded. Yeah, the the he's. I don't know. You don't change or move a guy out of your rotation that is doing well for you, right? Even though I may not have been the biggest fan of his, and sometimes I'm not the biggest fan of Garrett Coles, um, but you don't get rid of a guy when you guys are doing that well. Like, you just don't change that up, break that up. But I know Cashman's always looking to do something better, which he you got to see what he tried to do with Derek Jeter in the doc, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, I, I, Aaron judge has been very, uh, animated, very demonstrative. And, and I just think it's, I know Cashman's came out and supported him and said this, but since Joe Torrey, bro, <laughs> I, I mean, we can even, I'll, I'll give it to, to my, my guy. Um, what's this damn name? Why can't I think of it right now? Karate. Yes. He he was he did well. I mean, he won a ring with them. I mean, but he also still had leftovers of the former, you know, Yankee team that's all about winning, right? And this younger team didn't really mesh well with him. Um, but I mean, since since really Joe Torre, uh, the Yankees have been looking for their skipper, like they're really their true skipper to be there with some longevity. And I don't think. I can honestly openly say this. I don't think that it's Aaron Boone's fault because he's not out there playing. I disagree with you saying they've been looking for a skipper. I mean, Girardi was there a long time. 
they only he, had a they was... only had like two losing seasons and they won a world series and i i just okay. think his Let's voice stop, got stop you right stale. there you said two losing seasons what did i say at the top of this podcast and you being a yankee fan knowing it it's win or it's a loss completely Oh and yeah, especially I think that's the demeanor with the Yankees. That yeah, the attitude of you win the World Series, you don't Correct. win it, you're you're a loser. I I understand as a Yankee fan, you're just especially a Yankee fan of this last dynasty, and mm-hmm. we're the same age and we grew up the same Correct. time in the same place, watching the same games. Um, so we both know it, and it's inherent that you win the World Series or you don't. It's a failure. Um. But there hasn't been a lot of winning World Series in the last X amount of years, right? We haven't yes. won a World Series in 12 years. Nope. So, you know, at least the new I, – I don't know. I've, I've defended Joe Girardi. I just think his voice got stale. I don't think the newer breed of players, the new generation of these Yankees that didn't play with him or didn't – you know, weren't coming up while he was younger, you know, a younger manager yep. Yep. are on the same page as him, like, i.e. the ju- judges, the Sanchez's at the time, you know, this younger core right. that we have now. I, I, and I like, uh, I will defend Aaron Boone too. Um, I, I don't know. It's just, it's Stanton got hurt and this team fell apart. And I did not think that would happen. Yeah, uh, with losing Stan and the Yankees have benefited from being pretty healthy all year long. They have, and then you lose Chad Green, you continue to go. You lose Michael King, continue to go. Loizaga is not himself. Chapman gets hurt, but has looked like anything but vintage Chapman. Yeah, um, you know, and and you know, I, I like that they've addressed. You know, they got rid of Gallo, and ironically enough, Gallo is producing in LA well God bless him uh Hicks they they need to uh I, I like what of. they I like what they did last week and they pretty much benched Hicks they called up Florial who used to be a top prospect of ours and they called up as Cabrera to provide a spark and he's pretty much done that I, I don't know how many Yankee games you've watched him last week I like got, watching this kid play yeah yeah I, yeah. Like the way I mean plays. he's got some moxie so, to him yeah, the the roll call stuff, like robbing that home run in right yeah. field, like he's just kind of got yeah, yeah, he's kind of got a swagger to him. I was at the Yankee game on Thursday, and he's playing short, and the uh, the Bleacher Creatures just it was the second game, he yeah. got his first career hit. Bleacher Creatures loved it, man, and it it kind of you know they got blown up by uh, Frankie Montas and lost to the Blue Jays, but you know there was some some buzz talking about him. Uh, I think that was kind of the right call. I would have brought up a guy like uh, Oswald Barraza too, and um, he's probably you know coming up soon if he can figure some stuff out in AAA. But um, this team needs a spark. Stanton's coming back on Thursday, mm-hmm. but Stan, uh, Rizzo's in a slump. God bless Judge. I don't know where this team would be without Judge. Yeah, uh, his forty seventh home run last night. When you're listening to this Monday night. Uh, or two nights ago when you're listening to this. Uh, but these guys, there's been everyone slumping at the same time, and we had the benefit of that not happening 
the first few months of the year. So, yeah, I think that's actually helped them out a whole lot. Like they're still in a great position right now. Like winning yeah. so much, they they gave You're themselves right. a cushion because every team goes through a slump, right? So if this was September, if we were in September right now and they were having what they have, I'd be super super concerned. Yeah, you but don't want to go in flat. Yeah. No, no. But now they can they can take some things, they can adjust some things. They're getting some some players back healthy. They can move towards and move forward and do what they have to do uh but the fact that they had such a big cushion and they started out so hot i think that's going to be beneficial for them what we'll see what happens from there i don't know because the team that they're playing in the subway series uh tonight uh when we're recording this uh they're hot and that's the team and new york as well and that's the mets they're hot but then you also have the astros you also have the dodgers uh so they got to do what they got to do to get themselves back up there, but they just need to run their race and win their division, which looks like they're going to anyway. And then they need to come out of the East, but they have to beat their kryptonite, which is has been for the past five years, five, six years is the Astros. And that's yeah. who they really need to get past. So, yeah, we dodged a bullet tonight. Uh, DeGrom's not pitching against yeah. the yeah. Yankees. So, I mean, as a it's baseball Tate, fan, I want to see Tate that. Home, but as right? Um, Taiwan Walker. Yeah. Taiwan. No, I don't know who's pitching for the Yankees. Maybe it's Taiwan. Yeah. Um, just about uh first pitches right around the corner when we're recording this. So mm -hmm. this might be the longest podcast we've ever done outside of last year's football preview. So we're gonna speed it up a little bit. I finally caught up on the the Jeter, the captain. I didn't really watch all of the last episode. The one reason I'm upset about that it's still in the dvr is the marlin stuff i want to see what he has to say about his exit in miami other than that what are your thoughts on uh on the captain the seven part uh documentary from espn on Derek jeter got to actually hear jeter talk about things which he never did throughout his whole career in new york right so that was the that was the main part to me um is just to actually hear the stuff and then kind of relive the stuff that we not kind of. I did relive everything that was in my childhood and watch everything. When they when they won the World Series, I was at that the last one, I was at that parade, like just to see the crowd and know I was somewhere in that crowd uh was a crazy feeling for me. Um, but also to see the side of him talk and see his family talk, right? You also never heard his family talk or and and then also to hear about the racial part because yes, you can see how Derek Jeter looked and if you look at it and you don't know anything about baseball, you might presume Derek Jeter to be just white. But Derek Jeter is is a biracial uh, individual. And he talked about there's a lot of uh, racial stuff that happened that he had, he dealt with. And in hearing his relationship with A-Rod and so on and so forth, like it was just really, really cool to go in depth and then hear about his his family, meaning not his his whole overall family who you hear throughout this, but hear about the family that he created with his beautiful wife and having his kids and, and what's going on and the emergencies that she had to go through and, and, and just hearing, you know, the human side of Derek Jeter, because all I've ever seen Derek Jeter is being the captain of the Yankees um, and just being that, that stoic figure that every time you saw him show up, he was just there to ball. Right? Stoic so, is a great word. Yeah. That's so great, that's, that's great. it adjective there Thank you. yeah um yeah totally relived all of this i mean a lot of the on the field stuff we knew about right like mm -hmm. we lived it 
we have seen the Yankeeographies. We've just, it's just part of our, our sports history and, and why we're such big sports and, and baseball fans. Agreed. Uh, agreed. It, was, it, it was cool. I, I like the, the conversations. Um, some of the stuff, like I didn't know, like you brought up Cashman, um, mm-hmm. the stuff about like, and he's in Cashman's pretty out, adamant about like, um, he said he didn't watch, um, he hasn't watched it yet, but he was pretty adamant at the fact that like he told all of his coaches that, you know, Derek needs to pick it up at shortstop or yeah. could consider moving him out. And Derek, you know, no one had the balls for lack of a better word to, uh, to tell Derek Jeter, like those kind of things. Like I had no idea Yeah, the, the stuff about the, the puffy JLo, uh, the incident at the nightclub, like, yep. I didn't know that. Yeah, that I, told, I told you about that. I knew about it yeah. for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. So, like, some of this stuff and and the biracial stuff, obviously, I know the culture and background of Derek Jeter and his his lovely family. We've seen his parents and his sister and his nephew in the stands for mm-hmm. years. Right. But I didn't know the depths of, you know, he never talked about um, the struggles or the, I don't know if it's struggles, but like, I don't know. I don't know how to, he never talked about growing up and how hard it was yeah. to grow yeah. up as a, um, he, he never talked biracial. about any of that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he, he considered thought, it to be a distraction. If it wasn't yeah. about being on the field and winning, he didn't share any of that, which as you've watched the Jordan documentary, you're watching this documentary. I have to watch the magic documentary. It's yeah, if you're seeing that. a pattern in these guys, they all have the same, same level of thought is everything else as a distraction it's put to the wayside i'm only focused on this and you don't see any of that other stuff which is why it's cool after these guys are done to actually pull back the curtain yeah 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 and speaking of done uh we're gonna have another legend that's gonna be done um and and that's serena uh she she announced uh, a few weeks ago now uh that she will be retiring soon uh, my guess is during the U.S. Open, uh, which would make perfect sense for her. Is that the last major? I think it's the last major earlier. I, I think so, and I think that's also the first. If I remember correctly, that's the first one that she's actually won too. So okay. to finish there makes sense. Makes sense. Um, just to run through some of this beautiful, amazing uh, athlete, because I don't want to just say a woman. Uh, I want to say athlete because that's exactly what she is. She is an amazing athlete overall. Uh, she has won uh, 73 career titles. <laughs> so singles titles. Uh, so she had, so that's 73, uh, excuse me, singles titles, 23 doubles titles, and two mixed double titles. Uh, so this includes 39 Grand Slam titles, 23 uh, single titles, excuse me, 73 overall, I'm sorry, 23 singles and 14 doubles and two mixed titles. So four-time Olympic gold medalist and throughout her career has won 94.5 million in career prize uh and that's more that's than just, any other female athlete and that's just on the court right yep so yep endorsements and all of that yeah uh this is the honorable mention po- portion of the show like kudos to to serena we mentioned it about lebron obviously jeter and and Jordan, we've talked about today, but Serena definitely just transcends um, 
the game of tennis has really brought a different level to the game of tennis and in the you know in the last 20 years or so a new generation to the game of tennis and like like kudos to her her sister obviously it's been well documented the the family um and the williams family i need to too um i mean i i I know we know some of the story be interesting to see uh you know uh the rest of it you know how it all unfolded but definitely uh transcended the game and and brought a new generation to to love the game of tennis and uh just a hell of a a career and you know like pause to you know start a family and and still like picked up and just continued to ball and you know um no doubt whatever she has done or whatever she continues to do she will be family uh or with her family she'll continue to like be this brand and this boss and and continue to just can you know just own what she does because she's just a force for sure and you know as we talk about honorable mentions when we our last podcast we were talking about you know unfortunately the passing of an all-time great and bill russell and we literally uh, um turn off the microphones and we 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 get the updates on our phone that uh we lost uh you know a pioneer in in broadcasting and vince scully here's a guy who at the age of 22 started broadcasting for the brooklyn dodgers um at 25 he was the youngest to ever broadcast a world series game he was with the dodgers organization for 67 years mm-hmm. he was doing games by himself he's just a, the standard to what a lot of these broadcasters now like hold themselves to and you know much like russell we were talking about winning the presidential medal of freedom uh scully won that in 2016 with uh barack obama uh presented that to him in uh his last year in office so like just uh just wanted to just kudos to him because you know just a legend and uh it's been fun over at you know he lived a great life it's been fun to be able to relive some of those calls and and some of the the cool stories that uh people have uh with Vince Scully it's definitely a uh definitely a legend uh that's an understatement um he's he's uh he's a sewn into the fabric of baseball yeah. Um, and that's great. He, great point. He, yeah. he will forever be sewn into the fabric of baseball for all the classic moments that you mentioned. Um, those that we were able to witness with our own eyes and ears. And then those that we weren't able to, uh, especially behind the scenes. So, uh, rest in paradise to you, sir. Uh, we thank you for those amazing calls and what you've done for a sport that I know Sam and I, uh, both truly, truly love. Um, here's a sport that I really love. It's the UFC corner. Let's go. Uh, I don't know why I'm so excited about this because I'm not happy with the verdict. I can't. Uh, when I saw, I didn't watch, but when I saw the the outcome, I was like, oh, I'm not going to talk to Brandon right now. Yeah, I, it, I legit, I was shocked, but also at the same, in the same breath, this is what mixed martial arts is about. Anybody can beat anybody at any point in time. This is what sports is all about, is that there's, if there's time on the clock, there's always a chance. Uh, the main event was Kamara Usman, who was the defending champ, 
literally pretty much has been untouchable uh, for quite some time. This was a rematch with Leon Edwards. Leon Edwards has been on a 10-fight win streak. Here is, <laughs> here is a spoiler. He's now on an 11-fight win streak. Uh, throughout the whole fight, it's a five-round fight, Kamara Usman was beating him every single round and loses in the last round and the last minute of round to a high leg kick, which is now being called the kick heard around the world. Now, seeing Kamara Usman on the ground, knocked out, lifeless, looking and seeing the white light and probably trying to run the opposite way from it. Uh, I, I still cannot believe to this point in time that that's how he lost the fight after winning pretty much every round, winning all yeah. four rounds and winning that round too, was winning every round. All he had to do, which obviously in hindsight, you can say to stay away for the last Last minute, but no fighter is going to do that, especially when you're winning like that and you're dominating. And he was, and he got caught slipping, and that's all you need is one second, and that was it. So shout-out to Leon Edwards uh, because that was a huge win for him because nobody outside of his camp had him winning, um, his camp and his family, I should say. Uh, probably some betters because it was some good odds for you. But uh, – <laughs> That was just wild to me. I still can't believe that happened, but I'm 100% sure there is going to be a third fight. There's going to be a trilogy of this, and uh, I cannot wait to see that. Um, it's just really weird to see Usman not a champ. So that's the UFC corner. We got to get that sponsored. Here we do. Great job, bro. Well, I, hey, I, uh, if it has to do with Dana, I don't want to have to deal with it, but yeah, you know. We haven't played uh, Do You Care in a while, so let's... Uh, I'm not even going to ask you if you want to. Let's just wrap this thing up. Hey, uh, did you hear that Angel's owner, Artie Moreno, is having exploratory talks about selling the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim? Uh, he bought the team in 2003 for $180 million. Team's current value, according to Forbes, is over $2 billion. Do you care? Uh yeah, this is going to be the one instance I actually count somebody's pockets. I definitely care. $2.2 billion? Absolutely. Give me, show me the money. <laughs> um, yeah, overall, though, I don't care. He should sell. Well, I do. He should sell because you're, you got two of the best players in baseball on your team and you can't even win a playoff game. Um, so I do care um, because the Angels, I love their jerseys. I love their history. Uh, and they have not been good. So. I do care to that fact. I just don't care about Mr. Moreno. How about you? Mike Trout is the best player of this generation. Mm -hmm. You could say Miguel Cabrera, Albert Pujols. You could argue what generations are, but yeah. Mike Trout is the best player of this generation. He has been to the playoffs once, and he came up in 2011. Yeah, He went to the playoffs in 2014, didn't advance. The last time the Angels won a playoff series was in 2009. Mm -hmm. I think they ended up losing to the Yankees. Yeah, they ended up losing to the Yankees, and the Yankees went to World Series. But 
that was the last time the Angels won a playoff series. You have Mike Trout. You have, as you mentioned, Shohei Otani. One of the, you know, his his career is yet to unfold, but arguably one of the best athletes the game of baseball has ever seen. Clearly, what he can do on on the mound and in in the batter's box is insane. But here's a guy who continues Anardi Moreno. He's gone, you know, he's famously gone over the front office's head and uh, heads and sign sign players, backs, whatever you want to say. He signs players. You have the whole situation with um, the death of Tyler Skaggs mm-hmm. and, and all of that in, in 2009, where they're being sued. Um, you you give huge money deals to players that just can't stay healthy and just doesn't work. You still don't, you know, Josh Hamilton comes to mind, Anthony Rendon, Pujols, um, and you still just don't have a pitching staff. And you've hired some pretty good managers along the way. Yeah. Mike Shosa, who brought them to a World Series, won a World Series. Uh, Joe Madden, come to mind too. I just hope that if I were the Angels, I would move Otani and Trout, just get as many, get a Soto like deal for both of them and just hope you can have a GM to rebuild. I could totally make the case too that you can rebuild around these two guys. They're, you know, they make a lot of money or Trout makes a lot of money, but either way, you need a, a more competent front office and an owner that is just going to open his pocketbook and just sit back and, and just, have faith in the right baseball guys to build this team because you've wasted Mike Trout's career as far as playoffs go, and you're probably going to do it to Otani. And so it's insane that they haven't mismanaged this yet. And Otani doesn't make a lot of money yet. Yeah, not so, yet, but he's going to, and it's probably not going to be with the Angels, depending if who if he's still the owner at that point in time. So, yeah. So yeah. if he's having exploratory talks, it's. It's for exactly this reason. People will talk about it. Someone will say, hey, I'll give you $3 billion. Mm-hmm. And there may be reasons that I know he tried to buy like the stadium. He doesn't own the stadium. He's trying to buy like the ground around the stadium to like, you know, develop into, you know, probably like shopping center and different mm-hmm. attractions and different things like that. So that may have something to do with it too. But I guess we'll see. Um, the, Angels are under 500. They're not going anywhere this year, uh, despite a great season from a good season from Otani, arguably maybe an MVP season. And Trout's been on and off the field, but still, you wasted his prime. Um, talk about something that's not wasted. Hayes, is this the best sports day of all time? We're talking about Christmas 2022. The NFL is playing games on Christmas Day. Famously, the NBA really picks up with marquee matchups on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. Check out the schedule. I got this from Field Yates from ESPN. He tweeted this. 76ers at the Knicks, noon. Packers at the Dolphins, 1 o'clock. Lakers at the Mavericks, 2.30. Broncos at the Rams, 4.30. Bucks, Celtics, 5 o'clock. The Grizzlies host the champion Warriors at 8. You got the Bucks and the Cardinals, Sunday Night Football, 820 on NBC, and then Suns, Nuggets, 1015. All Eastern time, Christmas Day, 
Hayes, are you going to completely avoid your family on Christmas? I wish I could, but this is going to be the first year that I have to meet like the girl's family and celebrate Christmas there and do stuff like that. So, oh, so you're, you're, yeah. Oh, oh no, my phone is going to be on, and I'm be like, hey guys, I'm going to be kind of antisocial, um, and I'm gonna tell her in advance, like, hey, listen, we can go and see them. We're just going to go really early, uh, because all of this is coming on. But I can't really say too much because. The day before, I'll be in Dallas to watch the Dallas Eagles game. So I kind of got to spite the bullet. Are you really? Like, yeah. That's awesome. I'm legit going to that. Yeah, that's there's no doubt in my mind. That's You're wearing an Eagles jersey. You're and, absolutely uh, right. I'm wearing an Eagles jersey in that stadium. You are damn right about it. I am not afraid of that. There's, what jersey are you wearing? Uh, either my Donovan McNabb practice jersey, which is red, um, or I wear my LaShawn McCoy jersey. Or I wear my Mike Vick jersey, but I will not be wearing my Carson Wentz jersey until I get that nameplate taken off and get brown on the back of that instead, because that's what I'm going to do. So, yeah, Smart I, move. That's, Smart that's, move. That's, that's, that's what's going to happen. Um, but, yeah, I I will be watching somehow, some way, some shape or form. But this is I do care. I think this is amazing. It's it's because of the space and how popular football is and how popular basketball is it, it you can't tell me they're not the two uh uh predominant sports in in this country and this is just a prime example of what it is um and i can't wait to sit there all day and watch nothing but sports uh sorry babe in in advance um <laughs> just just sorry uh but yeah yeah no it's gonna be a great game a great day of of games sports yeah. watching and it's television okay. and told you guys before it's okay i got them what did you say I, no nothing i was just I'm talking drunk? to the listeners that you're being drunk it's okay just yeah continue. i'm just talking out my ass <laughs> um, it's late um hey uh to wrap it up did you see this oh, i guess the news is more you know pga 2k 23 has tiger on the cover three covers at that yeah and did you see the the really cool spot they did um mm-hmm. Schoolboy Rosenberg, there's yeah, people in there. Yep, there's, there's really Shooter cool. McGavin, Shooter yep. McGavin. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, you put this note in here that MJ's in the game as well. They I put didn't Michael that. Jordan in the game. He's a playable character. He's a playable character. That's fantastic. It Do is, you care? I absolutely care because I'm going to buy it. It's going to be the first time in my whole entire life that I buy a, a a game that's consistent of golf. I never in my lifetime would have ever thought to do that, but I'm. I bought the last one. I didn't play it too much. I think it was free with PlayStation Plus. It's free on Game Pass for Xbox, um, so I didn't buy it either. So I played it. It It was pretty hard, actually. Like, I wasn't used to it, and I kind of gave up on it because it was free. Uh, But I'll pick it back up. I will, too. I just sent you the, the, the thing on Instagram so you can see Jordan swinging with his bucket hat and wearing some Jordan 1 low golfs um when chicago bulls colors but it looks really really good um there's like i said there's three different covers so there's three different editions um and it's good luck to you guys um if you're going to spend that much because i'm sure the most expensive one is probably at least a hundred at least hundred bucks right so yeah easily but you'll probably get like a special artwork and whatnot but i do care it's two goats in one game but more so the tiger, but I just wanted the creative player aspect. And uh, this will be the way that I learn more about the game of golf too. So 
How about we'll get that? you out, get you out on that course. Sounds good to me. Sounds to me. And we'll get us out of here too. Hey man, this is a great uh, talking to you again, my friend. I know we had a week or two off. Um, that is Brandon. I am Sam. Thank you so much for listening to episode 66 of the chasing points podcast. Uh, check us out on Instagram. We'll post some of the stuff that we talked about today at chasing points podcast and check us out online to uh, chasing points podcast.com. Um, again, subscribe, give us some great reviews and you can also check us out at K 104 online.com slash podcasts. Always, um, you know, great thing. Thanks to the support of uh, K104 for that. And uh, until next time, peace. I'll just say this really, really brief. Um, Mind your business. It's it's an art that people seem to have lost. Um, The the minding of one's business. Uh, That does not mean that you mind somebody else's business. You mind your own business and stay out of other people's businesses. Uh, Just... Just, you know, I, I just make mining your, your own business great again. How about that? How about that? Please just do and mind your own business. Stop worrying about other people because I'm sick and tired of you people being in people's business. It's, no, it's nothing that happened to me. i just just tired of people just being in people's business. That's it. On that note, bye.